This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Everybody, to the 1201 Sports Flying J Football Show with Big Mo. I'm your host and live in the studio today for the first time ever. Might as well save it for the last time of the Super Bowl, or I guess of the football season. In the 1201 studio, I am your host, Jacob Angevine, and with me is my awesome co-host, my good friend, Jonah the Nature Boy Blackwell. We're coming to you live at the end of the Super Bowl what a showing by the Bucks defense, but before we get into a rundown of the game, we're going to talk about our little Super Bowl party, uh, we're going to talk about our pick'em, but before we get into all that, Jonah, man, how was your weekend before today, obviously? Uh, pretty good weekend. Um, uh, me and my buddy Joe, a good buddy from high school, we came over here, uh, was that last night, yesterday afternoon rather, and we went hog hunting. Uh, we didn't really see anything. Saw a lot of raccoons. But one of the people we were with was uh, also hunting in the area, and they killed a killed a big wild hog. And uh, we butchered it up, and we actually ate some of it today at our yeah, Super we did. Bowl party, and it was really good. Uh, and then got to hang out with some friends, watch a football game, the last football game of the year. And it was a really good time. So yeah, man, uh, I was actually surprised. I was not expecting y'all to bring a hog over. And you know, we had powerlifting practice today, so I wasn't here most of the day. So uh, special shout out to my girlfriend for doing a lot of cooking while I wasn't here. But you know, you guys just slaying it up in the kitchen, man. I'm talking wings, pork. I mean, hell, I don't think anybody in the neighborhood would have expected somebody to be cutting up a pig right there in the you know in their driveway. But y'all did it. I mean, if there was a welcoming party to the neighborhood, y'all are it. Yeah, funny story. So for those that haven't been following, Jacob just moved into this brand spanking new house. What, you been in here about 10 days now, two weeks? It's it's almost a month. Actually, it's a month uh, tomorrow. Okay. So a month, when you hear this episode, it's been a month. Okay, and he's one of the first people in this neighborhood that has moved in. Some of these houses already aren't even finished yet. They haven't sodded the grass. There are people that have not moved in. Well, his neighbors, who you know I assume have just moved in also, uh, so me and my buddy Joe, we're out there cutting up this hog, which is about the size of an adult deer. Uh, we're out there cutting the tenderloins out of it on my tailgate that's facing the street. And these two girls that have just moved in next door to Jacob drive by and they look and they're like, what is going on out here <laughs> with this this skinned, headless pig? And we're cutting on it, trying to get this meat off of it. And uh, they just have like the craziest, and they go... They drive in and they they like quickly get out of their car and run back and, and run into their house. It was a pretty funny scene. They were like, "I thought we were gonna move into a nice neighborhood, but we got rednecks out here cutting <laughs> up pigs. Like, what is going on?" But uh, it was worth it because uh, when we cooked that bad boy up, it was really good. We grilled it, and um, let's see what else did we have? The full spread we had we had four different kinds of chicken wings that yep. we made. We had uh, the uh, Caribbean jerk. We had uh, honey barbecue. We had uh, buffalo and then Joe's stuff. Yeah, Joe's stuff, which <laughs> Joe's sounds, stuff. sounds kind of sketchy, but really all it was was, you know, after we put the, the different sauces on the other three wings, we just mixed all three of them together, added a few spices, and that was what Joe's stuff was. But uh, And then Jacob made us some awesome uh, pastalaya, jambalaya right. with uh, pasta cooked into it and some, some good red beans and rice and 
Um, overall, it was a good spread. Some of the girls brought some desserts and uh, a few other things. Oh, Alex brought some boudin that was good. Hell yeah, that boudin was good. Uh, and then Tyler made some little smokies wrapped in the thickest bacon I've ever seen. So That was the thickest bacon I've ever seen. Great. Holy shit. Um, so all that was great, and then the game was not so great. Yeah, we have all this food, and we're expecting some like really close you know, shootout from two awesome offenses. I mean, the Chiefs offense has been great all year. The Tampa Bay offense has really been stepping up these last couple of weeks. I expected the over to hit in this game. I think the over-under was set at, what, 55? 54 and a half. Yeah, 54 like and a half. I was totally expecting this over to hit in, like, the third quarter. And, shit, we didn't even get close. Yeah, um, so, yeah, to jump into the game, the Bucks defense, which – Early in the season, they had a lot of talent, but they weren't really gelling really well. And some teams scored a lot of points on them. But later in the season, they really started to gel. Antoine Winfield Jr., rookie, he really came into his own. And they got a lot better as the season went on. And you can go back and look at you know, the scores of their games, and it, it shows that. But in this game, the Chiefs offense, which we've talked about for three years now, being one of the most explosive in the NFL – they really just shut him down. I mean, they got pressure on Mahomes. He was running for his life pretty much all game. And Brandon Mahomes was without, what, four of his starting offensive linemen this game? Maybe not. I don't think four. I think he was without his right tackle. I know he was without Fisher, but I thought I saw somewhere where he was out without four. I mean, I think they've been playing without the other three the entire right. season. Yeah. But still, I mean, you could clearly tell that that was not the Chiefs' offensive starting line from last year. No. And uh, so, you know, he was running around. Uh, and then their secondary, you know, we said a couple weeks ago that the keys to this game were going to be, you know, limit Tyreek Hill and limit Travis Kelsey because those are your big weapons. And yep. it's really hard to limit both of those guys. But, you know, the Bucks were able to jump out ahead first. Uh, they, they scored the first touchdown. And then their defense was able to play a little softer. You know, we saw them in a lot of uh, two deep safety looks. And so when you've got that, you know, you can give up some underneath stuff, but, you know, you can't get Tyreek over the top like he is so good at doing. And then you can't really get uh, Travis Kelsey over the middle. And it lets your linebackers kind of play a little closer and a little tougher when they know they've got those two safeties behind them to help. So, and, you know, they kind of stuffed the run game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he had a few good runs, but nothing really spectacular. You know, the guys up front were really able to contain that run without a whole lot of safety or linebacker help. So, you know, all around a great defensive performance from the Bucks. Um, you know, 31 points. We said Tampa Bay was going to be able to score about 28, 31 points, and the Chiefs were just going to have to be explosive to overcome that, and they really couldn't. So, you know, all in all, a good all-around performance from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, they deserve to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And, you know, getting back to the point of the defense is, you know, if, if you're any defensive coordinator against – the Chiefs, obviously your main goal is to stop the pass. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm thinking I'm going to try to run the ball a little bit more here. They had 11 carries from both of their main running backs that have been helping them out these last couple weeks. 11 carries for, let's see, 64 from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 5 from playoff Damian. I mean, that's not very good. I know the Bucks' defensive front is very, very good. However, I, I just... I would have expected a lot more runs, or I guess rushing attempts here from the Chiefs, knowing that the Buccaneers were going to try and stop the amazing pass game that is from the Chiefs. But, I mean, only to have, what, 11 carries? Damn, I, I really thought they would have tried a little bit, run a little bit. I know they have a great defensive front, but I would have thought they would have tried to run a little bit more. Well, I understand why, because this game got out of hand for the Chiefs really quick. I mean, you looked up and it was 14-3. to 
I mean, the, they got a three and out. The Chiefs got a three and out uh, on their first drive. Tampa Bay got the ball first, and they got a three and out. And then they toured, uh, Then they scored two touchdowns. So, you know, and the Chiefs offense wasn't able – you expect the Chiefs offense to be able to hang, you know, 14 really quickly, and they just didn't. Um, you know, they had to settle for field goals. They had some three and outs of their own. So it was just not a good look. I will say this, though, of um, <clears throat> Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. He made some absolute stupid throws in this game. Yeah. Not all of them were completed. There was one in particular, uh, you know, takes the ball, and there's uh, three wide receivers set. He rolls out to his left, and the end is there, and he has to turn him back inside, so he runs, and then there's a defensive tackle, and so he has to turn back around. And now when he turns back around, the end gets his hands on him. He's taking him to the ground, and he just launches the ball to the end zone, and it comes down almost right on the back pylon. And, uh, you know, uh, there was a wide receiver there, and he couldn't make a play on the ball, but if it had been – you know, like a bigger wide receiver, a guy with really sure hands, he might could have caught that ball, and it would have been like the play of the year. And he made three or four throws just like that. There was one throw where he rolls out to his right, and he's being taken down by Jason Pierre-Paul, and he just sidearms it when his body, his torso, and his arms are only about six inches off the ground when the ball is released, and it still travels like 50 yards downfield. It was uh, amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen the video it's from NCAA game where the quarterback is. Oh being, yeah, that's okay. So the team in that is actually ULM. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> so that's like the only great play in ULM history <laughs> on NCAA. It, it, it ever, ever. <laughs> so to describe this, if you've not seen the video, it's out there. But it's the most ridiculous throw you've ever seen in any football game, and it's from NCAA. I guess the last one they made was fourteen. 14. All right. So it's even though 13, it's coming back, they got fourteen. Yeah. Hey, big news! Uh, NCAA is coming back. Anyway, the quarterback. Uh, turns around and is running away from his own end zone and then gets tackled in the back. So he's getting tackled towards his own end zone, away from the, you know, the direction he's trying to go. And in the process of being tackled, he gets his back bent backwards. So when he makes the throw, the quarterback, and this is in a video game, the quarterback, is his body is parallel to the field. He's looking, his head is pointed in the direction he's trying to go. And he just launches the ball upside down, and it goes completed for like a touchdown, an 80-yard touchdown or something ridiculous. Typical it, Patrick Mahomes play. Right, and, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes made plays that looked like that. They were reminiscent of that in this game. Now, like I said, not all of them were completed, and then they did end up losing the game. But, you know, props to him for having that arm strength and that lower arm strength to just launch the ball from a crazy out-of-position spot. So what do you think would be more believable in this game? The fact that the... Let's see. I, I guess the the Bucks defense being great, or the fact that the Bucks defense didn't even let a touchdown from the Chiefs occur. I yeah, mean, you, you had to think the Bucks defense was gonna be great, but not even let up a touchdown. That is kind of crazy. Um, some of it come from, I mean, their game plan and the game script really worked in their favor. So, you know, you get the Chiefs down, you have to make them become one dimensional throwing the ball. All right, but then you limit Tyreek Hill and they can't get big plays. And if you can't get big plays, you know, you're trying to work over the middle and they never even get close to the red zone. I don't know if they ever had very many plays in the red zone. So it just was a really bad game script from them. And I would not have ever expected uh, the Chiefs to be, you know, shut out of the end zone and not score a touchdown. The final score was 31-9, to by the way. Um, and, yeah, it was just kind of crazy to watch – the Chiefs not really be able to do anything. We're, this is not a Chiefs offense we had seen pretty much all year. 
where they just were not able to move the ball or get big plays. I'm trying to see, because we wanted to start recording to get our thoughts out there, but I'm trying to see who won the MVP. I, Tom I know Brady. It, was it Tom Brady? It Are was you serious? Tom Brady. Really? Out of the entire Bucks defensive performance, Tom Brady won the – oh, my gosh. Well, I, and I get it. Like, it's, it's very common for quarterbacks to win Super Bowl MVP, right? That's true. Because they contribute so much to the offense, you know, and in one player. All right, so I get that. And then Tom Brady is supremely popular, so, like, why wouldn't they give it to him, right? That's true. But then the defense, you say, but you can't really put your finger – in this game, anyway, you can't put your finger on one defensive player that – you know, was just a wrecking ball all night. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul played good on the defensive line. Devin White played in uh, Leonard Williams. Was his name? Leonard Williams? Not Leonard Williams. Um, who's the other Who's the other linebacker in Tampa Bay? Levante David. Yeah. So, Devin White and Levante David both played great in the middle of the defense, and then all of the DBs played great. I mean, the Chiefs have some good wide receivers, but they were not up to the task to go up against these uh, Tampa Bay uh, defensive backs. So, you know, on defense, it's hard to, to point. It's one guy, unless one guy has, like, two interceptions or a guy has, like, four sacks or something. Then, you know, you can talk about giving him the MVP. But on offense, I could have seen maybe Gronkowski. Gronkowski had two touchdowns in this game, and he had some really big catches over the middle for key first downs. I could have seen him winning MVP. But then again, it's hard to give MVP to a receiver when – there's a quarterback throwing the ball to him. So yeah, it's true. I guess I get it, but on the top on the topic of quarterbacks, so Tom Brady is obviously trending on Twitter because he won the MVP. You know who the second leading candidate or the second leading person trending on Twitter is? Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, the backup quarterback. People are literally congratulating Blaine Gabbert for winning a Super Bowl ring. Like Mizzou people, I don't know why Mizzou Twitter is all up on my feed right now, but he's the second most trending thing on Twitter right now. Blaine Gabbert. That's how far we've come as a society that we just love our quarterbacks. <laughs> it's probably not Twitter in, in general. It's probably just Angevine's Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if that's true, I need, to get, I need to change up my Twitter if I'm just looking at Mizzou stuff. But uh, I think an, another big storyline going into it, and I didn't really pay much attention to it, but the Andy Reid, uh, was it his son, the outside linebackers coach, got into a car wreck with... Did you hear anything about that? I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah, so apparently Andy Reid's son uh, was is an outside linebackers coach for the Buck. Or I'm, I'm sorry, for the Chiefs, and he was involved in an accident, a, a car accident, I guess two days ago. Yeah, it was either it was yesterday or two days ago, where it left uh, three people injured, and one of them is in critical condition. Oh wow! With life threatening injuries. So I'm sure we'll hear more of that in, in the coming days, and you know what all was involved there. But uh, you know, definitely praying uh, for the uh, for the victims involved there. But uh, let's see. I think the other big thing we got to talk about here. This seemed like the worst Super Bowl commercial year ever. Yeah, and and reason for that, um, you know, it came out probably a week ago that many of the the hallmark brands that we see in Super Bowl commercials every year, like Coca Cola and Budweiser. Uh, Pepsi, several others, you know, they all decided to pull out of the Super Bowl and not run ads. And we didn't. We didn't see any Coca-Cola, any Budweiser ads. You know, those oh, Budweiser so ads weird. are iconic. Legendary. You know, I, I, I mean, every year I look forward to seeing the Clydesdales. Yeah, it was weird. The, the commercials were not very good. Now, we had a big party going on, so we, to be honest, were not watching the game very intently, especially after it got away from um, Kansas City. But... 
the commercials are like almost half of the Super Bowl for a lot of people to watch, and there just weren't any. There was a few tied ones that were nothing like the tied ads From we a saw last year. That's a tied ad. It's you know? a tied ad. <laughs> we didn't see any of that. The um, Paramount commercials were really good. Like the Paramount commercials, like the Paramount Plus, I guess that new streaming service that they're offering. They kind of did the same thing as the Tide ad, where they had multiple commercials leading up to it. Because I made the comment, I was like, because I, I guess I would see the Paramount ad, or the logo after everything, and I'm like, damn, that's like the fifth Paramount ad I've seen today. Like in the last 20 minutes. And then Tyler made the comment, shout out TK. He made the comment about, uh, oh, well, they're all leading up to this commercial. And it led up to the SpongeBob halftime performance. <laughs> Yeah, there was I su- that. a Super Bowl too late. Like that would have been so much better. I mean, we'll talk about the halftime performance here in a second, but that would that I would have much rather paid two hundred dollars for a cardboard cutout of myself inside the bubble bowl just to watch SpongeBob play "Sweet Victory." <laughs> yeah, and you got to think with uh, all this COVID and everything, it would if they would have taken advantage and said, uh, you know what, we can't. You know, it's too dangerous. We can't have." A traditional halftime show, right? so we're just gonna have right. the SpongeBob. Um, that would have been pretty awesome, but it didn't happen. Um, the halftime show was performed by The Weekend, which it was not a bad show considering there were no fans, almost no fans in the stadium. Eight thousand, I think, at Raymond James Stadium for this uh, Super Bowl. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I'm not a big Weekend fan myself, but you know, they the production value was good. That the light show and um, all the stuff they had to go into it. I think he did four songs, something like that, for his most popular song. I think so. Um, so overall, not a not a bad one. It wasn't as good as Lady Gaga from was it last year or two years ago? Is that where she came down from like the top yes. of the? Yeah, 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 the, yeah the that drones. was last year. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. That's probably been one of the best ones in recent memory. Um, I still think the best one. I think it was, I think it was actually the Saints Super Bowl was with the Who. The Who. That yeah. was probably my favorite. I love the Who. That was that was good. <laughs> I uh, Jacob just showed me a meme of um, something from the halftime show. They they took a still shot from the halftime show and made a meme out of it. Uh, we'll have to get that on our Twitter or something so you guys can see it. it was, we can we can make that the the picture. The picture, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the commercials are lack thereof. You know, when the big companies, the big brands pulled out, you know, the Super Bowl commercials are like a competition every year. See who can get the most memorable one, the most iconic one. And when all the big brands pull out, it's like the rest of the people making commercials didn't really care anymore. And it was just the commercials that there were were, were kind of bland. And it was just, uh, you know. So that that definitely took away from it a little bit. The, we'll never get another Super Bowl like we had last year with some of those commercials. Last year was That's, amazing yeah. for commercials. Last year was a really good Super Bowl. It I mean, was. COVID ruined everything. It did. Can we, can we, so can we bl- we'll just blame another thing to blame COVID on, honestly. Yep. Honestly. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, that's another thing we can blame COVID on, uh, obviously. I, I mean, COVID, it really sucks because it's really shut down a lot of things everywhere, obviously. But it kind of it kind of hurt me this weekend. We were supposed to have Mardi Gras this weekend at Shreveport. That's, you know, we're coming up on almost a year that we should have been in the shutdown. I mean, I'm not going to talk about COVID or whatever, but, I mean, can I honestly say just one thing about COVID and football? Like, We've gone all of high school, college, and professional football without one major hospitalization and without a single death that came from COVID. The Corona Bros out there said that it would not happen. And I know I'm kind of quoting Clay Travis here. I know how much I know how much you love Clay Travis, but I'm kind of quoting him here. The Corona Bros said that this would not be possible, and damn it, 
It did. So I'm glad that we had a football season. I mean, I know not having fans sucked, though I guess in some stadiums, but I, I'm glad we had football. I'm honestly. glad we had football too. And, you know, this show is going to run a little short. Uh, we are here at the end of football season. Next week starts a brand new off season, season baby. Of, yeah, it's a new, which I guess technically the, the NFL season doesn't start until draft night. But for us, the 2021 season starts right now. It started as soon as those clocks hit double zeros on uh, the Super Bowl 55. So we're getting ready. It's draft season. We're going to be bringing you some mock drafts in a few weeks. I so. said we start off next week with a mock draft. Oh, Jake, the draft spurt is. He's ready. already he's already ran a couple. He is ready. But I'm down. Let's do a draft. Let's do let's do a mock draft next week. Hey, it gets started next week. Let's do it. Well, okay. So coming to you next week. Teasing next week's episode, guys. We're going to have a mock draft 1.0 from the 1201 guys, the Flying J Football Show with Big Mo. Obviously, the return of Jake the Snake, but uh, I'm excited. Here we go. It's draft season, baby. It's no longer football season. It's draft season, S-Z-N. Um, but, and to close out our show, we had a long-running segment uh, on the Monday show yes. of our Pick'em. Our Pick'em pool, our Pick'em, what do you call it? Pick'em competition yes. that, between me and Jacob. And, of course, you know, I won the regular season, so Jacob would be buying me a steak at Bovines. Uh, I he... did have Bovines uh, last, uh, I guess, Saturday. Yeah. Yep, Saturday so night. I, I've, I've kind of already done my dues there, but uh, I'm excited. You know, I, I'll pay I'll pay up my end of the table. Or pay up my end of the table. Pay up my end of the bargain. I don't know why I said table. Pay up my end of the... I've had a little whiskey tonight. Anyway, uh, pay up my end of the bargain, and... Uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to order. Hopefully, it's not that $50 steak. And then in the upset, the comeback yes. of the year. Yes. You know, I fell. I think it was in the. I was in a, a one game hole after Wild Card Weekend. Then I got into a three game hole after the divisional round. But then I made up ground. I got both of the games right on Championship Weekend, and I got the Super Bowl right. So here we are. I tied it up with Jacob. And we all know with ties, now poor Tyler Cloud has to come with us. Yes, and he's sir. buying the appetizer. Yes. So that'll conclude our pick'em competition. We're going to pick this up again next year. And I think for next year, uh, as far as the regular season goes, you know, we're going to do our week to week pick'em. But we're also going to do, if you if you think back, we used to, we did a, we predicted the winners of every division. And I think this summer we're going to do a little different. Uh, I think we're going to try to pick all 256. Is it is that right? Fifty sixteen times sixteen, yeah, two hundred fifty six yeah. games, and then after we pick them all, we'll do it week by week, and then at the end, then we'll tell you who we think is going to win the division. Um, it's a lot of content to bring in the summer. I think it'll be a fun thing. So you know, definitely watch for the summer for that content. Uh, we'll be picking all sixteen weeks or seventeen weeks of the NFL season, and we'll bring that that to you this summer. Yep. Uh, to kind of wrap up last week's episode too, before we get into just some of our prop bets, I mean we can talk about that. But uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers did win the MVP. Yep. Uh, we had Derrick Henry win Offensive Player of the Year. Aaron Donald, uh, shout out Big Mo. T.J. Watt did not win it. Aaron Donald won Defensive Player. Uh, let's see, Offensive Rookie of the Year. It was just Justin Herbert. Justin yep, Herbert Justin won Herbert. Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Rookie of the Year was it. Antoine Woodfield? It was Chase Young. Chase Young. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Joan, I think you hit damn near all of them. All of those. Uh, I may have – you got the spreadsheet there, but 
I, I, well, I don't have I don't have those picks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have those picks. Um, I might have missed some about the. I know we both missed the coin toss. We picked tails and. It I mean, I was heads. just talking about the awards, but yeah, yeah, those those prop bets. Yeah, we're pretty close. I mean, uh, the MVP. We didn't see who the MVP because uh, me and Mo, we both picked Mahomes. I picked a defensive player, uh, so none of us won that one. We don't Tom know. Brady, by the yeah, way. Tom yeah, Brady yeah, won. Tom Brady won. We don't know who he thanked first, but the only person there at the Gatorade color, right? Was Jonah? He picked blue. Uh, we all picked the over on commercials for healthcare workers. I think that was a given at three. Uh, the let me tell you, Jim, at two and a half, that did hit. Uh, let's see. The national anthem went what two minutes and fifteen seconds. So yes. it definitely hit the over on that one. Mo hit the under, which is funny because Mo found a video on Twitter literally the day after we recorded. That showed just how long the national anthem was going to be. Wow. Uh, so the Eric Church sunglasses, he did have those on. He did not have a hat, though. Uh, the Travis Kelsey receptions over under seven and a half, that hit. The coin toss, Mo said heads, we both said tails. Uh, Chiefs to score a touchdown first, didn't even matter because the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Uh, the Buck to score the first TD, we were all wrong in that one. Uh, we picked the other uh, Buccaneers receiver, or I guess tight end uh, in Cameron Braid. Uh, no, it was Gronkowski. Gronkowski it was Gronkowski, yeah. but we picked Cameron Braid, I think. No, no, no. You picked Godwin. Mo picked Evans. I picked Antonio Brown. Ah. Antonio Brown did score a touchdown, though, so shout out to Antonio Brown. Crazy ah. son of a bitch. Uh, over under 55 total score. The under hit on that one. And then the pick em. I picked the Chiefs. Mo picked the Chiefs. But Jonah hit with the Bucks. So. There we go. All in all, I think I won the prop bet. So yeah, there you go. <clears throat> but anyway, guys, that wraps up our 2020, 2021 season. The twenty twenty football season. The twenty twenty football season. That's right. Uh, the twenty twenty NFL season. We will be back starting Monday with a mock draft. It's been fun. We're gonna keep up with it. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Big Mo and Prest on next week as well. Be sure to check out the rest of our shows. We do now have a Friday show. The Big Burly Boys with Thomas and Thomas. We've got our Tuesday show, The Varsity with we were not. We were not part of picking that we name. We did not pick the name, that no. Was, we had nothing to do with that. No. Uh, we do have The Varsity on Tuesday with Tyler Cloud and Kyle Prest. And then, of course, the Wednesday show with Jonah, Logan, and Grayson. Still trying to find something to fill that Thursday spot, but we'll find something eventually. Other than that, guys, it's been fun. We'll have see you next Valentine's week. Day. Have a great Valentine's Day, fellas. Be sure to buy something nice. This is your weekly reminder on that. And uh, let's see. Anything else, Jonah? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, 1201 Sports, always remember, even when we're wrong, we're always right. Peace.